0: So I would challenge coordinators to define what is the core inner circle of things we have to be able to do to be a functioning quality offense. And if we can do nothing else, we're going to demonstrate mastery in these areas.
1: In the early season, we deal with fine tuning our schemes with a challenge being on the fact that we may know very little about the opponent. Sure we can do our research on what they do, the schemes they rely on, but like our own team, there are pieces to the puzzle that are being tested to see how they fit. Today we look at two approaches to handling the early season and think about how much we can do early and then how do we handle the imperfections of our schemes and the players executing them, especially as they continue to learn and fine-tune their performance. Our guests today are Steve Steele, head coach of the six-time state champions in South Dakota Riggs High School, USFL Michigan Panthers offensive coordinator Eric Marty, and John Tomlinson, Offensive Coordinator for the USFL Pittsburgh Maulers. They share their insight on handling the early season progression of offense and the accountability of both the coach and the player in this process. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512. 512- 814 6158, or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast, or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 first down playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. Steve Steele is the head coach of Pierre Riggs High School, who's won six state championships in a row in South Dakota. There's no arguing that he's found a formula for success. What's interesting is his approach to the early season. He talks about how they keep the focus on themselves and use a higher volume of learning to accomplish that.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that there's a couple different trains of thought with this. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, at least initially, would probably want to try and keep some things simple in terms of scheme and in terms of a lot of things like that and just focus on the basics and we're kind of the anti that i guess and you know we'll throw in a ton of stuff right at the beginning of the year and and really allow them to have fun with it you know and we we try and give them many things to you know not necessarily distract them from their job but to distract them from that excitement and that pressure and you know if they're continuing to have to learn continuing to have things that are going to hold that attention that aren't pressure, aren't these other outside football distractions, then, you know, they, they've they always found ways to stay more motivated and more focused because there's, there's more content for them to learn. And especially at the beginning of the season where you, you may not necessarily know your opponents as well in terms of the scouting portion, you know, being able to focus on yourself and really put a ton of stuff in and, you know, do some different things that maybe you didn't do in years past that really motivates the kids it helps them take ownership in this season versus the previous season for your upperclassmen again it just it kind of fills some of that void that uh, you have later in the season as you get to you know you have four and five and six games of film on opponents where you can really break into them when you only have zero or one or two or something like that then uh, you know it's just a little easier and the kids seem to enjoy it when we focus more on ourselves and, and just trying to have as much fun as we can putting in and learning about the identity of this team.
1: As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com, and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Next, we talk with Eric Marty, who's been successful at every level and is now the offensive coordinator of the Michigan Panthers in the USFL. He talks about how he thinks about building his offense early on in the season and indicators for when they're able to add more to their progression.
0: When it comes to offense and defense and really special teams install, I like to think in terms of concentric circles. So you throw a, a rock in a pond and you have those circles going outwards. And so I would challenge coordinators to define what is the core inner circle of things we have to be able to do to be a functioning quality offense. And if we can do nothing else, we're going to demonstrate mastery in these areas. So offensively, we're going to be able to operate on two different cadences. We are going to be able to line up in these three formations. We're going to be able to run inside zone, power, hitches, four vert, and that might be it right there. And so, especially depending on the level you're at, maybe it's high school, maybe it's a higher level, but rather than find yourself in a situation in week one, week two, week three, where you're trying to do a bunch of stuff and you're not doing it very well, what are the absolute core things that, hey, we are gonna hang our hat on and we are gonna make sure we demonstrate mastery in these areas before we start moving on to the other concepts, the motions, the different run schemes, the other past concepts, et cetera, et cetera. And so especially when you're a younger or maybe a a newer coordinator, especially when you have a team that maybe isn't a great football team. I think really focusing on that, that core inner circle of, hey, these are the absolutes that we need to go be competitive on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And once we demonstrate the ability to consistently run inside zone and be assignment sound, be technique sound, and be functional there, great now we can expand out to other things but you start to get in in dangerous territory when you look up week three week four and you've got a lot of playbook and and a lot of offense defense or special teams in yet you can't line up and play your your base base defense base coverage very well and you know that's how I think that's how a lot of teams find themselves in situations where they're not playing as well as they could be even if the ceiling for that group is not very high
1: what kind of things do indicate to you that we're at a point now. I feel we've mastered this, and we can add something again. It's really the, it's that that balance. I think there's more of an art to this than a science.
0: No doubt. And the number one thing is is misassignments. And if if you are watching practice, and it's just repeatedly one, two, three players on a, on a play, or every single play you're having somebody do the wrong thing, or line up wrong, or bust on an assignment. You know, you got got to go back and and reflect on not just how much you're doing, but also how well you're teaching it from an install standpoint, walkthrough standpoint, communication standpoint. That's the big red flag to me. And then also, too, from, like you said, a more artistic standpoint, when you start looking at at the the technique of your team, uh, are you spread so thin schematically that you're not getting a lot of technique taught because there's so many different things. You're not getting a chance to rep those core fundamentals that you need so the assignment piece and also evaluating how technically sound your guys are i think are going to be good indicators on whether or not your guys are playing well within your scheme or whether or not you got to dial it back a little bit
1: i've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective so i'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Gray Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. We finish up with John Tomlinson, Offensive Coordinator for the Pittsburgh Maulers. Whether you subscribe to the approach of Coach Steele or Coach Marty, Ultimately it will come down to execution and as coach Tomlinson points out accountability for errors and the ability to quickly correct those mistakes will determine the success of the offense and can certainly serve as the indicator of if you can add more or if you need to pare things back.
3: If this is important for me. It has been for quite some time. I learned it from an NFL mentor of mine. Doesn't matter what level of coaching uh, that you're you're coaching at, you're a coach no matter what level it is. Uh, for me, it is a couple of things. Uh, the first one is never avoid accountability. You have to hold these men to a very high standard. And so how do we do that? We always track mental errors and missed assignments, mental errors. We call them MEs. You have a spreadsheet and each position coach is responsible for what those look like and he has to hold his guys accountable by tabbing those things daily. So what's a mental error, pre- or post-snap penalty? That impacts the execution of the play, okay, by that player. Uh, What's a missed assignment? You didn't do your job. And that impacts your place with the team. Uh, So obviously in the pro league that we coached in, those type of things, those MEs and MAs, when you get a high volume of those, that impacts your position to either, even even be on the team. You might not make it. But, you know, at the high school uh, level, uh, college, the guy is there. And so this is now uh, a correlation to whether he should be starting or not, whether he should even be on the field. And so when when the coach tabulates those things, he sits with his guy, he goes over those things, let's correct them. So that's how you hold your position room accountable. You keep track of all the execution and you correct it from tape. So those things stand out to me, and and that's why I started out by saying don't avoid accountability. These are the things that you can't avoid. You have to correct them. And we're dealing with young men now, uh, even pro guys. I mean, if you have 40 errors in practice, that's a lot to address. But each coach has to address his room. And obviously the coordinator – holds those things accountable in his meeting, goes over those things, but the coach is already taking care of it. He could just keep that count daily. Hey, guys, this is too much. This is not winning football. Now we're playing against two opponents, the other team and ourselves. And so what I would do, and I noticed this more in our first year in the USFL, those errors were high. And so it's overwhelming when you got to go through each and every one of them. So what I do is I pick the highest priority. The highest priority, the most important things, they typically fix those 27 through 40. So I'll go through the first 10 because their attention spans might not be as as long. So let me get the things of priority corrected. Then let's roll through that. If we address those, by the time I get to the next practice or the one after that, we've already addressed them. So now the overall number is down. So now I can, you know, focus on the next set. You know what I mean so to me the most important thing is break down that film correct those mental errors and missed assignments and make sure that they understand you can't play two opponents
1: the fun of early season is building your team and unit identity identity comes from focusing on what you do well and how you add the wrinkles to what you do the insight from these coaches provides a good framework for helping you do that Be sure to check out the description for links to resources and related episodes with all of today's guests. Keep tuning in all season long for ideas that are timely and provide ideas to keep you on track or get you back on track. You can find the entire catalog on coachingcoordinator.com and sign up for our weekly tip sheet, which runs down all the ideas which we share each week.